BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Stock have too high a price? Buy a slice. Trade fractional shares of your favorite U.S. stocks and ETFs in any dollar amount you choose with zero commissions online. Get started at fidelity.com slash stocks by the slice. Fractional share quantities can be entered to three decimal places if the value of the order is at least one cent. Dollar-based trades can be entered to two decimal places. Sell orders are subject to an activity assessment fee from one cent to three cents per $1,000 of principal. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Hey, folks, it's Lyle. Get this. I'm coming to over 40 cities across the United States, the UK, Europe, and Australia to do this here Therapy Gecko podcast live. These shows will involve bringing folks from the audience up on stage to talk to a gecko about whatever they want, just like we do on the podcast. Uh, the shows are completely unplanned, completely unpredictable, and they will be a lot of fun. So if you're a fan of the podcast, you should definitely come out. Uh, tickets are available right now at therapygeckotour.com, and you should get them before they are sold out. That's therapygeckotour.com. We'll put the link in the episode description as well. Uh, the live shows are, are very fun. They're very gecko-y, and I hope to see you there. All right, let's get into the episode. Hello. Hi, how you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. What's your name, pal? Oh, my name's Tony. How you doing? Tony, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Uh, you know, like I said, not too bad. Just kind of hanging in there. Okay. Well, um, well, listen, man, uh, we can, I don't know if you know how any of this stuff works, but, um, if we can, we, what do you want? Is there anything in particular you want to talk about today? Oh yeah. You know, well, actually I, I have seen a few of your streams. You really do sound different over the phone as opposed to the stream. Yeah, well, uh, kind of call me off guard for a second. I, I, well, everyone kind of sounds the same over the phone, so I guess that could be why. But, um, but, but anyway, man, I mean, what is it that you wanted to talk about? Uh, yeah. So, I've been like, uh, like struggling in my like uh, love life, you know, with my sexuality, that kind of that kind of dealio. Sure. How so? So, I've always been like straight. I've always considered myself straight, I suppose. Um, and you know, I was on, uh, what you call it, hinge. Um, and I don't know, I ended up matching with somebody and it turns out that they were a trans woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we got to talking and I did see it on a profile like afterwards and I was like, oh, you know, that's cool. That's fine. Um, I don't know what it was, but I just kept talking to her. We ended up going out to eat and um, found her really interesting, you know, went on a couple dates and I don't know. I just, uh, it's different and it's new for me. Okay. And, uh, you know, I don't know. It, it is, it, I don't want to say it's like scary or anything like that, but it's different for me. Okay. Um, so I guess... Tell, tell me more about the the kind of like you know are you are you afraid of something are you what how would you describe your struggle with this uh there is a little bit of like hmm I guess there's some sort of a stigma to it. You know, I grew yeah, up, uh, yeah, I grew up Catholic, kind of became Christian over, like, over later. Um, there was people in my family who were, uh, like, homophobic, and I kind of grew up with that mindset for a while. Sure. 
Uh, I'm 26 right now. When I was in high school, though, when I, when I got whatever high school age is, I got to a point where I was like, because I'd gone to a new church, and they were like so loving and accepting. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, this is great. And then like right. I would see like certain certain things, and I'd feel like disgusted almost. And then I was like, wait a second, hold a pause. This doesn't correlate. Like, why? Why would like, like it's supposed to be like a loving message? Why would I feel this kind of way? You know, like gross about it. So I kind of like try to change my tune over time, um, which I did. It, it took some time, but like, I ended up like, like I like, I have family, I have friends, you know, in the LGBT community. So like, okay. I was able to overcome that. And then I just kind of like ignored everything else over time. Um, I did end up like trying to experiment with a man before. I didn't really like it. It wasn't for me. Okay. And then, I don't know. I just, I matched with this person. I went out with them and I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I feel like it sh the answer should be obvious, but like I keep like running in circles in my head. Okay, so tell me when you say you feel like the answer should be obvious, what what is what is what is the answer that you feel should be obvious? Don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. Like I know, like I like my siblings, my my cousins, my like even my best friend. Like I know, I know. Like if they were to meet her, like everything would be like all good and great. You know, yeah. Um, my parents, like, I feel like my parents, though. Um, I don't know how well that would go about if I ever like introduced her to them. Sure. Hmm. So you kind of know in your heart that uh, you know there's 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 nothing there's nothing wrong with you know, being attracted to who you're attracted to but because of how you grew up and because of the people around you you're having some some dissonance with it is that accurate yeah i say so okay um hmm so your, what's your relationship like with your parents? It's good for the most part. Um, I got love them, obviously. I do find my mom kind of annoying, uh, which is a terrible thing to say. Um, my dad, I don't know because I caught him cheating. And I didn't talk to him about it. I kind of like... Uh, it was kind of like a scene that I caught on my phone and I just okay. kind of brought it to my mom right away. Yeah. And this was like six, seven years ago. So they haven't been together since then. So he, he tries to act friendly with me, but I don't know if he still resents me or something for that. Sure. So man, listen, I think, um, I mean, this is a, this is a, a tough thing. Like, be kind, freeing yourself from the judgment of your parents, but I feel like it's so necessary, right? Because you you should be able to feel free to, you know, sexually and romantically engage with wh whoever it is that you want, without uh, having to run it by your parents at the at the age of twenty six. You know, and I don't even think yeah. I don't even think you have to you have to be like, well, fuck you, mom, fuck you, dad. You know, from that kind of place. I think you can just be like, listen, I I, I love you guys, but you can't you, you you have no say in what I do with my own life. Well, beyond beyond how they would feel from it, because like, yeah, you know, honestly, like they they haven't liked certain partners I've had in the past, so like it's like. That part is kind of like whatever, like it, it is a factor, but like, I'm not like even like sexually, right? In the bedroom, like that's not like the first time that like, you know, we slept together. Like that, that was very, uh, it was kind of jarring in a way. I don't know. Like, how, it, 
it, it was almost as if like I kind of turned my brain off and just kind of went, like, went with the flow almost. But like, it, like the the person as a person, you know, intellectually or even like emotionally, like I'm 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 there. But sure. like when it comes to the physical aspect, it like uh, is different. Not what I'm used to. But like I, I don't know. You 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 shut and your the, you say you say you shut your brain down. Oh um, yeah, almost like I, I you know the first time I saw them like like we were like naked together right like I'm sorry I got I I know like I'm not saying anything super crazy here but like yeah in that moment it was kind of like oh you know it's. You know what we're working with down there. You know it's it's different from what I'm like actually like normally attracted to. So all right, I'm pick, right? I'm pick, picking up what you're putting down for sure. Okay, so I mean, look, let me ask you so because I mean, <sighs> so you you are not sexually attracted to um, a a a certain set of genitals. That's fair. That's a fair way to put it. Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you this then: How big of a deal is sex to you in a relationship? Is it important? It is, but it's not like no. It's not my number one goal. All right. It's like I. Um, it, it, it's a thing that people do, of course. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm not a, like that's not something I'm separated from. Okay. You know, I, I'm more of like a passionate, romantic, kind of like sensual person as opposed to like, uh, oh, I can it's tell. all about sex. I can tell. I hear it in your voice, Tony. Very passionate, Much sensual guy. Um, <laughs> well, ta- well, listen, man. I mean, this is the, the, the thing is, is that you can't force yourself to be sexually compatible with someone. And I think... When when you get to this point where everything with this person lines up, except you guys aren't sexually compatible, then I, I, you almost have to weigh how important that is to you because you don't want to end up resenting that, you know. And everyone can, everyone yeah. can make their own decision as to how important that is to you. Right. Mm. I mean, that does make sense after all. Um. Hmm. Are, are you what's what's kind of your, your the status with this person? Are you guys dating? Is there a uh, is there a label on it? How long have you been seeing each other? I've been seeing it like our second date was actually New Year's. Hmm. Um, there's not an official label. We're like you know like we're dating, quote unquote, but we're not like uh, like an official couple or anything like that. I I mean I'm not talking to anybody else. She says she's not talking to anybody else. Uh, I do believe us in that regard, but that's that's where it is at the moment. Apparently, you told the call screener you said that you're debating, experimenting with her penis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, like I mentioned, that's not something that like I'm attracted to. That's not something that like I'm uh familiar with but i do genuinely have feelings for this person yeah um and you know we we have slept together and it's mostly like uh i mean it's just the basic you know bada bing bada boom you know and uh very central i do want to like (laughs) i want to make sure that you know she has like enjoyment, you know. Like I actually like legitimately care that, like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking to myself, like, I would, I would be, I guess, willing to like, you know, do something I wouldn't actually normally do. Okay. In general, for this person. Okay. How um. So let me ask you this: Have you exper? Have you? Uh, so so you're open to experimenting 
to to uh, uh, you know sexual acts involving the penis. Um, you and you have how, how how much have you experimented already so far? Oh man, I mean, if if there's no filter here, I mean, yeah, I was it, I was hanging out with like actually somebody who I loosely work with. It, it was a drunk moment. We were out. We were, you know, a bunch of people went out. We were partying. We had a hotel room. Uh, nobody brought in any women, right? Like, you know, it was all dudes. We went out. Like, the goal was, you know, go get some women. Nobody got women. Yeah. Uh, me and this dude were awake. Uh, you know, there was kissing involved. He was like, you know, touching me and everything. And I, I, I couldn't bring myself to do more than that. But, like, I definitely didn't, like, really enjoy that, truthfully. Okay. Um, that's really it. Well, uh, Tony, look, I, I think I think it is, it's, I don't know, this is such a, this is a tough issue, right? Because, I mean, look, the, the whole, like, uh, for, you know, forget about the, the, the kind of underlying aspects of this, like, just the idea of being romantically and intellectually attracted to somebody, but not being sexually compatible with them is a tough one. Um, right. And I don't know. I, again, I would consider how important that is to you. And also, uh, like you said, you, you want uh, her to feel uh, uh, pleasure as well. And you should, you should consider yeah. the idea that um, part of her sexual pleasure would probably involve a partner who is very sexually excited about them. And if that's not you and that, and you, and you know that you can't force that to be you, then you almost do her a disservice by continuing to, to kind of will yourself through sleeping with her. If that makes sense. No. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. Uh, but to all the other points that you were talking about, I, I do hope that you're able to. Uh, I'm 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 glad that you're 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 kind of abandoning all the 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 programming that you uh, grew up with that is like acting as a barrier between you and these new experiences. That sounded like it was it might have been a tough thing to do. No, yeah, absolutely. Hmm. Tony, what do you do for a living? I'm very curious about you as a person. Uh, I'm in the military. I'm about to get out, actually. Oh, yeah? What are you going to do when you're um, out? Uh, I don't know. Pick up the family business, probably. I, I want to go back. I, I went to, like, this is going to sound so stupid. I went to school at first. I went to college for, like, three years, joined the military, because I just well, I was not in a good place in life. Um, I was studying criminal justice, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of culinary art. You know, I love cooking. Um, family has a restaurant. Um, and I, I could see myself picking it up, you know, taking over from, from my dad, you know, running with it. I mean, to be honest, I feel like that's the too easy option, you know? It's just, oh, yeah, pick up some established business and just run with it, which I I believe I will enjoy it. But, you know, it's not like there, there, there's a, there is a desire to do something like on my own as opposed to just, you know, picking up something already established. Yeah. What do you want to do on your own, Tony? <sighs> That's a very good question. That's a very good question. I mean, I do, I do like cooking. You know, if, if I were to do it on okay. my own, I was gonna say I was really hoping you were gonna want to open a restaurant called Tony's. Hey, you know, Fat Tony's or something like that. That'd be kind of funny, huh? Tony, if you have <laughs> any inkling of a desire to open up a restaurant called Tony's, I want to be the guy that convinces you to do it. I mean, you know, I, I, I cook the pizza, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you cook the pizza. You definitely cook the pizza. Uh, you said you like cooking. Uh, what, what do you cook? What do you cook, Tony? I do mostly cook pastas. I make a lot of sauces. Uh, I've dabbled in, like, 
Italian Mexican. I'm, I'm not, you know, Italian Mexican fusion. Um, I feel like it works really well. Um, to be honest, I mean, you know, I what do, happens it in Italian that, Mexican? What 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 is an Italian Mexican fusion dish? You can take any sauce, right? Any pasta dish. You know, you just add a couple of things in there. You know, I mean, if you want to be the most basic, jalapenos, right? Um, I've made this weird uh, lasagna with like, well, this is more, it's less Mexican, but like with like plantains, right? As opposed to like pasta noodles or whatever, the lasagna noodle, whatever it's called. Yeah. That shit is a banger. You can mix oregano with cilantro, vice versa. You know, just throw in a little bit of those ingredients in there. You know, substitute for chorizo or whatever. And it just all kind of brings itself together. All right. Hear me out on this. Chicken Parmesan tacos. I've made those. You have? <laughs> I've made those. What is, what are they like? You know, I feel like the idea of it worked a little bit better than the I mean maybe maybe I got I got to like try it again. You know, I feel like I can make it work. You know, when people get chicken parmesan, you know, it's not like it's, it's a piece of chicken that you cut up yourself. It's not already pre-cut, it's not shredded. You know, you you the, the name of it, the idea of it, it's like a dream, you know. There's a way to make it work. Uh, being in, you know, I've been four years in the military. Um, I, you know, I don't have a kitchen right now, so like it's okay. mostly like I'm fucking around, you know, cooking, or like if there's a barbecue, something going on. Um, but once I go home, that's when I'm going to be able to actually cook and experiment and do things again. I signed my life away for four years. Uh, anybody out there, just real quick, if you're thinking about joining the military, don't do it. And if you <laughs> do do it, don't join, don't join the Navy or the Marine Corps. That's it's all funny because uh, I, I, I've, I've talked, I've said this a bunch of times on the podcast, but uh, I've talked to people who have joined the military, and it's been like the best uh, d- decision they ever made. And then I've talked to people where it's the opposite. You know, they hated it. One last thing, okay? <laughs> Meat sauce. Nachos. Easiest thing in the world. It's a banger. 100%. 10 out of 10. Five stars. Tony, I really, Tony, I want to see the universe for you so badly where you open up, your, where you just, you defy your parents' wishes. You, you, you open your own Mexican-Italian fusion restaurant. You date whoever you want. I, I, such a beautiful, beautiful life awaits you should you make your own decisions i, I do see it all right ch- check it out guido yeah. beans what is it <laughs> guido beans guido bees and i don't know my guido beans like right, guido, guido is like beans. an italian stereotype name. guido guido it's an italian name or whatever the fuck and then beans because beaners you know what i mean <laughs> you know what i mean guido beans i don't know you, are you allowed you to say that, that? Absolutely, I am. 100%. All right. All right. I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Tony, uh, is there for anything sure, else you sure. want to say to the people with the computer before we go? Mm. I mean, just to reiterate, if you're going to join the military, the Navy and the Marine Corps, don't do it. <laughs> Good to know. I, That's I, pretty I, much wa- it. Wa- dude, watch the after this. They're going to make me read a fucking ad for the U.S. military or something like that. I swear to God. I wouldn't doubt it. All right, take care, Tony. Hey, you as well. Appreciate it. All right, I'm trying to think of one more. Veal burrito. Guido beans. I'm there. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey folks, this episode is sponsored by Prize Picks. Football season may be over, but the action on the basketball court is heating up. Whether it's tournament season or the fight for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. Get in on the excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app, where you can turn your hoops knowledge into serious cash. Personally, Prize Picks graciously set me up with an account for myself. I made some picks for the NBA, and I did make a little extra money, which I, of course, put safely away in a high-interest savings account. Just kidding, I used it to buy candy. And you can get extra candy money too. Download the Prize Picks app today and use the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. That's the code GECKO for a first deposit match of up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Hi there. Hello? Hi, who is this? My name is Daisy Joe. Hi, Daisy Joe. How are you? Is this Lyle? Yep. Why do you sound so different? I don't know how to answer that question, really. I don't. If I had an answer for you, I would tell you, but I don't have an answer. I'm so sorry. I just said you're like my mom. Um, what's your your Daisy Joe? What's going on, Daisy Joe? How's life? Life exists. We're here, you know. Okay. I have a story to tell you. Okay, I, you have a story to tell me. What's the story? So, when I was like like 18 or 19, I was dropping out of college, and that was like a huge deal with like my family, because they like forced me to like go live with this other family. So I was like making everybody mad in the world, so I think this is like a really big deal. Like crazy big thing in my life, it's really not. Okay, so you you were you were your parents were kind of forcing you to drop out. It wasn't really your decision. No, they forced me to go to school. I me dropping out was like a whoa kind of thing, you know. What is a whoa kind of thing? (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty whoa. Like All, all right, okay. So I feel like I'm going through the hardest part of my life, right? It's not, mm-hmm. but I think that because I'm 18 and I'm driving on like the longest highway, like in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And this man jumps in front of my car and I thought it was a deer. And I'm like, what the fuck? And it's like 3 a.m. So I stop and I turn around and I first I start cussing him out and then I realize he's crying. And he has mud up to his chest. He only has shorts on, like cargo shorts on, with bail twine hanging, like pulling his pants up. And he starts crying about how his wife left him because he's addicted to porn. (laughs) And he cheated on his wife with porn. And I'm like super freaked out. So I like throw him some water and some chips. And he wants me to give him a ride, but I'm like, no because I'm an 18-year-old girl and you're an old naked man. So I let him ride on top of the car. Okay, like, hold on. I'm sorry. On you Okay, um, you, one second. You <laughs> thought you hit a deer and it turned out you hit a naked man. And so you no, stopped No, I almost the... hit him. I came really, really close. Okay, so you thought you hit him, so you pulled over to go talk to him. Yeah, I was going to cuss him out. But then I started feeling bad for him. Okay. 
and you let him ride. So, so, so you almost hit this guy, and then you stopped and went to get out of your car just to yell at this guy for being in the middle of the street. And then you see that he's fully, com- like, he's 100% I didn't get out. naked. All right. No, he, he has shorts on. They're just hanging off his body. He's got nothing but a, like, bail All right, all right, all right. So then you, you know, let him ride on the top of your car? Yeah, because I hadn't watched enough true crime shit yet, I guess. <laughs> okay. Um. It doesn't, the wild doesn't stop there. I sang hymnals to him, too. What is the climax of this story? How does this end? So I dropped him off at this gas station in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas. And I'm like, you need to stay here because somebody in the morning, like, you could go to, like, a police station Maybe you could, you know, find some kind of humanitarian resources, a shelter, your wife, I don't know. So I'm driving off, and there's a semi coming, and as I'm driving away, he's, like, crying on the steps. And then I see him stand up as the semi's coming, and he runs out in front of it, and, like, I didn't actually see him go splat, but I heard the, like, agonizing scream, and then I saw the semi coming and then I floored it I was going like 120 because I didn't want to see it happen I was just like yeah I know what 2 plus 2 is you know dude what wait and I was okay crazy. all right so so you dropped this guy off at a gas station he's a complete stranger He's crying. He's basically naked. And then you drop him off and you're like, look, man, I, you know, I, 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 I don't know you. I can't really help you that further. But like, stay here and, you know, wait until the morning. You can find someone to help you. And then you drive away. And then you, as you're driving away, you see him run and jump in front of a semi truck and get hit. Yeah. Well. I looked at that very last second, but it could have been like super traumatizing, but it wasn't. I was looking at the road and I was flooring it, so. Okay. It wasn't too disgusting or anything. Um, wh- how, what do you, what do you make of this situation here? How did this affect you in, in any way? Or what, what do you, what's your observation here? I do too damn much for people. I do too damn much. That's how I get in all my trouble. I just do too damn much for people that... Okay. I don't even... I do not need to be doing that, you know? Okay, what do you... I left him on the side of the road. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. What do you... Why do you feel like you... What makes you feel like you do too much for people? Because that could have gone, like, so bad. He could have killed me, bro. He could have actually murdered me. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. He did like he did. He murdered himself. He did. He murdered himself. Which is himself. like the best case scenario, almost. I don't know if it's the best case like, scenario, but it is what happened. I would, if somebody was gonna die, it's the best case scenario. Okay. Um. <sighs> so, how old are you now? <clears throat> Huh? I said, how old are you? How old am I now? Yeah. I'm 22. All right. So this happened four years ago. Yeah. All right. And um, you felt as though the lesson you learned from it was that you do too damn much for people. That's right. And uh, contemporarily. Yes, put on yours before you help others. And, you know, there's there's a lot in that philosophy. Um, so today, you know, this having happened four years ago, do you still feel as though you do too much for people? No. Okay. I think I stopped doing that. Okay. I think I do other stupid shit now, but I don't do that. 
Okay, what made you want to stop doing too much for people? Because instead of like... Like, it's just, it's honestly, I don't know why, maybe kind of think, like, it's really not that rewarding. Because, like, I was the last person that was ever kind to this man, you know? Like, I sang to him, I gave him a ride, I gave him potato chips and water, and then none of that mattered, you know? He still jumped in front of a fucking truck. Like, it doesn't feel that good to just be doing shit for people when you don't have your own shit figured out, you know? Hmm. It's an interesting way to think about it. Um, so yeah, okay. So you were telling me that at that time you were um, having to drop out of school, even though you wanted to go to school, and you didn't feel as though you had your your life together. Correct. Yeah. Oh yeah. Straight right. out of high school. So like. All right. And so. Y- you helped out this guy by uh, letting him ride on top of your car and uh, singing him lullabies and getting him to a place where he could at least get some some you know somewhere somewhere better than the middle of the street. Well, yeah, and it's like an Ar- southern Arkansas too, so it was like okay. fields. Okay, fields so fields and fields. So so stick with me for a second. Um. And you now feel as though you need to work on figuring out your own life before you help other people. Yeah. Okay. So do you feel like you have yourself... And look, nobody ever has themselves fully together, but do you feel as though you're personally at a better place now than you were then? Oh my God, yeah. Okay. Oh my god, yeah. Okay. Um and do you feel as though you have any desire to help people? Like let's say let's say that something like that happened to you now, would you would you not have helped that guy if that happened now? Um, I probably honestly would have called the police station and that's what would have been me helping or like something like that, you know? Sure. sure. Or if there's like a shelter nearby or something, some kind of something, not me. Okay. You know, um, I'm, I, I, I mean, I get it. I, I understand you know, look, you're an 18 year old girl, and this guy's, you know, a, a, a random guy on the side of the road. I understand your your apprehensions in this. I'm not gonna pretend like I don't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know to what degree you're obligated to to help other people, especially if you feel as though you might be at risk. Um. Yeah, you know, you do the best you can, right? How do you feel like you're going to approach the world moving forward? Do you do you feel a desire to help people or do you sort of feel like it's better for you to just completely focus on yourself? I feel like there's ways you can help people without like getting balls deep in it, you know? Sure. Like what would I you feel say like those ways of- are? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't pick up. I used to pick up people, like, like even before that. I, like, had somebody with me or, like, a knife or something. I, like, pick people up on the side of the road all the time, like, whatever. Like, that's so, which I know that's, like, such an obvious, it's like a lame-ass example. But, like, I don't know. Like, I would... I do like helping people. Like, I'd like, I want to, um, after this season of my job ends, I'm going to go to nursing school. That's a good, healthy mm-hmm. way to help people. I agree. I, like, I think, I think so. That's a, that's a bit more of a controlled environment for helping people than the side of the road in Arkansas. True. You are correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm glad that you have a sort of future plan for you to, uh, you know, help other people in a more controlled way. You bring up an interesting, an interesting kind of moral dilemma that I'll have to think about. Uh, Daisy, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Um, don't pick up naked-ass dudes on the side of the road. And put your own mask on before you try to help other people. Or you'll die or something. Or you might not die. You might see somebody else die. And that's weird. Thanks for calling, Daisy Joe. You're welcome. Anytime. Bye-bye. Um, I just have to say, the the call screener wrote down for her, uh, Daisy Joe has a story about seeing a guy commit suicide, says it's funny and light. I guess that was... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, like, I get it. I'm not going to say I don't get it. I'm not going to say I don't get it. There, There is... you When you pick up a naked man from the street... You're running, you're running into, you're, you're not, you're, there's some risk there. Undeniably, you can't deny that risk. But is it worth the risk to help another person? I, I don't know. I don't have an opinion on that. But we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens to me next time I'm put in a situation like that. Hi. Hello. How are you? Man, I'm good, Lyle. How are you? I'm hanging in there. I'm trying to be conscious of the fact that I exist on the earth right now. That's beautiful. I'm working on the same thing, and mostly it's from listening to your show and trying to be more open and honest about my feelings and my situation with myself and the people around me. It's wow, been that's huge a lot. for me to to start that. That's a lot. That's that's spiritual. I would agree. I mean, it's been a I've been listening to your show for like I don't know, probably 2 2 years or so now and you know, I don't um I hadn't really done much podcast listening before that. And now I listen to multiple podcasts like Theo Vaughn's weekend is great and some other ones that i really enjoy um but yours really helped with that personal you know people really open up on this show you know and it's helped me open up to myself and to my family and to my co-workers about things that before i would just not communicate about that's so fascinating to me man because i i was thinking about this the other day i i really um you know, when I started my whole ad- adventure on the internet, you know, I wanted to be a comedian and I did that for a long time and I wanted to make things that were just like expressly funny. And now I've like accidentally created fucking Gecko Oprah. Um for better or worse. And uh I'm I I I don't know. I I I guess I'm 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 glad to hear that it's helped you out in in what seems to be a a pretty profound way. Um what it has t- helped it's also been negative because it's helped it's brought out a lot of like you know when you're open and honest with yourself that can be you know very intense and very dark at times to just like <laughs> take your situation as it is and try and be objective and you know really tell yourself what's going on <laughs> Yes. So I've been struggling yes. with that too, but it's good and bad because then you can try and rise above and grow from the things that are possible to grow from. Man, you should be the therapy gecko. Oh man, I man, I I love your show. I I love all the guests you bring on, and you know, I, I definitely would love to like do something like like that but i'm so busy well listen 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 enough about enough about me i want to i want to know about you jordan you're telling me a whole bunch of stuff out here all right so i don't even know where to start give me a minute so you um said you had to 
You said you faced yourself, and that was negative. How is it negative? Uh, well, I'm about to turn 30, and, you know, there are certain aspects of my life that I thought I would either have a, not accomplished, but kind of have a roadmap to success for by the time I was 30, that um, some of those things I haven't even started. And some things, you know, I'm, you know, I'm working hard and doing my thing, but, you know, talking about like retirement and trying to build like a network of um, different means of income, because one single income really just does not fucking do it anymore. So you have to try and increase, you know, not just your one revenue stream and get a raise, but you need a side hustle. Everybody needs a fucking side hustle these days to survive. So you're... You're you're facing yourself and you're looking at your situation and you feel as though as though what like you haven't uh, accomplished the things you hope you would accomplish by now or you haven't set yourself up for um, success in the way you hope you would. Yeah, not that not accomplishments. It's more of like setting myself up for success. Like you know, there's certain situations that I deal with on a day to day basis that you know I feel like. I shouldn't have to, not that I'm better than, or that, you know, we just, you know, I just, I, I put in, you know, into my career a lot and I, I make really good food and I make the, I make good money, but things are just so much more expensive and harder to attain in this day and age, you know, than they were even yes. just a couple years ago. So the, oh, yeah. I haven't gotten raises, you know, in, a, in, you know, going with the, the rise of cost of living. So it's just difficult just to hang on to the same exact standard of living, you know? Yes. Yes. The economy, um, is bad. That's my only, that's my only, that's, that's the, my complete and utter analysis of the economy because I have no idea how the world works, but yes, no, it is fucked and things are getting a lot more expensive. Um, and smarter people than us can tell us why we can just say economy bad. (laughs) <laughs> yes, sure, sure. Um, all right, so uh, I mean, tell me, you're, it sounds like you're in this very uh, lifey, spiritually space, and and you know you've been struggling with uh, things not being as sufficient as you thought they were. What what are some of the uh, positives that you've been? I have leaving? a beautiful family, and you know. Uh, I have grown so much over the past few years in my skill sets and you know, I'm, I'm a chef and I've learned so many different techniques over the past few years. And I really have grown in the, the regional cuisines that I know and the different ingredients that I know off the top of my head, you know, I'm able to put different dishes together based on like different ingredients I've already tasted. And I can do that in my mind as opposed to not knowing how, you know, different things taste and kind of having like question marks, if that makes sense. You can kind of put the pieces together because you have more of a palette and it, you know, it's, that's been a huge ride for me over the past few years, just that accumulation of knowledge. Uh, what, what kind so, yeah, of chef things are, good are, and you? Bad. are you? Do you work at like a, a, like a restaurant of some kind or a food truck or yeah, a lemonade? I, I run two different restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I ran a lemonade stand. Uh, I run two different restaurant kitchens. Um, one of them pretty laid back, but one of them pretty busy. Uh, it's it's just managing people. Um, basically, kitchen workers are hard workers, and, you know, it's the backbone of society, but they don't make that much money. So, like, I have people that I can't pay that high of a wage, so I lose quality people constantly to new opportunities so it's just a revolving door of people that you train and leave and train and leave and it's just how it is though you get used to it it's crazy you said you wanted to talk you said specifically that on on this thing that you wanted to talk about what you uh deal with on a day-to-day basis was there anything in particular that you had in mind yeah uh definitely you know, if you go out to a restaurant and, you know, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anybody, but if you're at a restaurant and you're frustrated with the staff, keep it to yourself. You know, we're already doing the best that we can generally. Not everyone is, 
But most of us are doing the best that we can, and we have minimal labor that we're allowed to use. You know, you're like, oh, why aren't there enough people here? Well, it's because my boss said I can only have this much labor on my clock ever. I'm sorry. Mm. You know, you can't don't get mad at me, please. You know, my my boss is telling me what to do and we all do the best that we can. And if you want to eat food that you didn't cook, you got to wait and you have to be humble or you got to go home and cook your own food. You know, Mm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, I don't know. That's that's the man. that's it's getting getting food. I will say uh, the way that we get food nowadays is always at least faster than how we got food before. We had to actually kill chickens ourselves um, <laughs> and extrapolate their their organs and uh, you know pray to God to smite them with thunder to cook it. And now you just kind of uh, yell at a guy and he brings you mozzarella sticks. So I think. <laughs> That this system we have right now, you know, even though some people think it's insufficient, I think it's pretty better than what we had before, even though uh, the economy. Actually, I was going to say, even though the economy is worse now than it was then, I don't know anything about history or the universe, but it's probably better than it was back when we were hunting things. There wasn't even money there. Um, man, other other than that, I would like to tell, you know, a story about a dishwasher that I had. Oh, sure. Let's do that before we go. Right on. Uh, I worked downtown. I had a really cool dishwasher, um, and he was most definitely a crackhead, but he was a great guy. He just happened to smoke crack and come to work Mm. basically every day. But he would come to work every day in a three-piece suit, uh... You know, dress pants, button-up shirt, and a tie, sometimes the vest. And he would wash dishes in this super busy downtown restaurant and crush it every day. And he was amazing, other than the fact that he would leave and do some drugs and then come back to work. But he would do this art, and last time I saw him, he was downtown, and he saw he was selling his art on the street, and he was making money. And freedom, if you're out there, keep doing your thing. Wow. It sounds like uh, crack is the best thing that ever happened to that guy. It empowered him to do all these things. <laughs> I sure hope so. I hope he keeps going on. Maybe not doing the crack, but but hopefully doing his art. Look, and, here's the thing. It's and, probably and not the crack. It's probably, it's probably not the crack that gets him through the day, but um, I, it's the one variable I can think of. We all got to have something, man. I wouldn't. I'm born and raised in Memphis. Uh, I have seen the spiral of the drug epidemic personally. I went to public school, man. People start doing crack in, like, fucking middle school, dude. I had a pregnant girl in my sixth grade class. Like, this is, you know, this is real life. You know, crack is terrible. Don't do crack. Don't do heroin. Love your friends. Tell them to stop if they're doing crazy shit. I hope I hope that that's uh, on the menu of your restaurant. You know how they have like the about section. <clears throat> you should put that on there. Which part? Uh, don't do crack. I already forgot it. Don't do crack. That's good. We'll listen to it maybe later. Love you all. Thanks, Jordan. Take care, man. I really do appreciate you. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Appreciate you too, man. Keep doing it as long as it fulfills you. Bye. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Thank you, Jordan. I appreciate you, man. Well. um, I mean, I don't know. I had a friend who smoked crack once. And he said it was pretty good. So. You know, take that for whatever you will. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. 
See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ever been to Delaware? If not, now is the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. Hello? Hello? How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a gecko on the computer. Um... How's life going? It's uh, it's petering right now, my friend. Petering. Why? Why is it petering? Well, just uh, it just feels like my world's kind of crushing around me simply because uh, I'm in a dilemma where I uh, I run the family business, and my pops is getting old and he's getting ready to retire. And uh, he's he's leaning towards, or not leaning towards, but he's planning on uh, giving this to me. And I'm just not feeling it. Not anymore. I've done it for too long. And um, the only problem with me leaving is that if I leave, the door is closed. And essentially, I screw over my dad. So I don't know what to do. Okay, so you're telling me that your father has this repair shop. He is retiring, and either you take over the business or the business closes. Essentially. Uh, I'm going to give you my opinion immediately. It sounds like this is totally his problem, dude. This is this is not your problem at all. Uh, this is your well, dad's business. So, this is this is your dad's. Let me. I'll hear you out. What were you going to say? Well, like, so the only problem is, is that I'm going to be leaving this to go do essentially the same thing, but I'm just going to get paid more. <laughs> okay. That's, so Great. That's, that, that's my main, like my main guilt, I guess. Cause like some of these spots, they're literally like less than a mile away from here. So um, I, I would physically pass by this location, you know, and I don't know. It's kind of tough to, I don't know to think about. Uh, Kevin, you're your own person, okay? You don't you don't owe anything to your dad. Your dad's business is is his responsibility. Um, so you know you have your own life and you make your own decisions that are the best for you, um, not just you know to to service your parents. Uh, tell me about your dad's right. reaction to all this. What what is he doing? Is he pressuring you any yeah. any which way? Well, so like essentially, like you know, it's been I, I've been working here since. You know, I was essentially nine years old, you know, just helping around or whatever. So it's always been the idea. He always put it into my mind that this was going to be mine. Um, the only problem is now that I see once I get older and stuff is uh, like his business mentality just isn't there. So when I see that, you know, and I see uh, like other shops in the same field, you know, doing these crazy things and advancing and everything. And I feel like we're constant. I told him that and he kind of blew up at me because... Like I said, it, it's a it's a horrible reality, but the reality is is that if I leave, the, 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 that's it. So he he kind of blew up at me, and essentially, kind of tried guilting me into it by telling me that. Um, but uh, I mean, the way he 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 treats me and the way kind of how it goes, you know, just I could be working a lot less and getting paid. At least a little bit more or a lot more, depending on what specifically or where I specifically choose to go. Okay, so you told your father that, um, I'm sorry, did you say that you, that your your dad has business practices that you don't like? Not business practices, he just doesn't have, um, he, he, well, I mean, like, he's a smart man. This is his first business that he's had. It's just that like, I, I feel like he's gotten to the point where he got bored of the business. And he's no longer trying to put more money into it. It's just whatever comes out of it, comes out of it, and that's it. Which, in my mm -hmm. mind, you know, you have to put money in. You have to 
spend money to make money. You can't just be okay. at a constant, just like anything else. You have to put the effort in to get something out. Okay. Well, I mean, Kevin, what I, what I said, you know, it still stands firm. Uh, your, your dad not having a plan for, you know, his his business opening or failing. I mean, that's that's his problem. You know, it says you're 21 years old. You're an adult. You're your own person. Um, you can still love your father. You could still have a great relationship with your father, but your your father can't dictate what you do with your life and the decisions that you make, and you and you can't let him do that right. at this point. Right. I mean, I, like that's what I've been thinking too. And you know, like my tool guys that come because I have like tool guys that come and like my Snap On and my Matco and my Cornwell. They all come and and I've had the same conversation with them just because. They see all the same people in my field, so maybe they have like job openings or somebody's looking for a job. And I talk to them, and they all tell me the same thing. But it just feels like something in my heart, or like something is just like stopping me. I know, like mentally, I know that I should, I should like advance myself. I should be better for myself. Well, but I don't know what's stopping me. Let me ask you this: Have you? Um... Have you ever gone against your father? Have you ever entered into a conflict with him or disagreed with him or or I, I guess I don't want to I don't want to say stood up to him because that seems a little too dramatic, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. And and to be honest with you like uh not really, no. I don't know, just uh, just how right. my family grew up, you know, just what what my dad says is what my dad says essentially just something I don't know. It's not like he beat me or anything. It's not like I was abused. No, 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 that, sure. like, was torn. Like, just, it's just something, like, it's something that's a part of me. What my well, dad you, says is what my dad says, whether I like it or not. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, while you're growing up, you know, when you're 16, you know, before you're 18, and, and you know, any time after the age of 18 where, where you find yourself financially dependent upon him... Uh, you know, yeah, that's true. You know, he's, he's, he's your dad. He sets the rules, whatever. But this is this is not the case anymore. You're you're 21 years old. You have your own skills. You make your own money. You're your own person. And uh, you know, I, I feel like you might be having this block because you've always lived by the philosophy that you know what dad says goes. But now you are in a position where you have, have transcended that. You're an adult. You can make your own decisions. And now I see it as a, an opportunity to um, have a rebirthing of your relationship with your dad that is uh, based less upon, um, you know, uh, something authoritative or businessy or or uh, anything like that, and based solely upon he's your father and you love him. And that's that's the foundation of your relationship more so than uh, you know anyone having control over over anyone else. Right, right. Um, I mean, but I guess my other problem is my 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 only other problem is recently because I told him this like maybe three four days ago, like I when I finally drilled up the courage to talk to him, he kind of started giving me the cold shoulder. So I can only imagine if I really left. <laughs> you see what I mean? That's my my other other thing that. Uh, well, well, Kevin, about. Kevin, Kevin, here's the pro your dad needs to grow up. Um, I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, if he's giving you the cold shoulder, if he's being uh, you know a baby about it, uh, you know, at, at a certain point, man, it's 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 it's. I know it's hard because you don't want your dad to ignore you. Um, but you you can't you can't bend to that. I mean that's fucked up that he's giving you the cold shoulder. That that's not right. And you you don't you can't be out here rewarding that kind of behavior by by giving into it. Right. And and eventually right. eventually years will go by, your dad will get over it. You know. But you you need to be okay with him giving you the cold shoulder. I I mean, uh, I knew I knew this was this is essentially what everybody like everybody I've, I've spoken to has told me. So I'm 
it's the universe, you know. <laughs> mm. I got to do what I got to do. Well, Kevin, good luck to you, man. And, um, you know, congratulations to you for, for finally taking this uh, 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 big step toward, um, you know, b- becoming your own person. I think it's important. It's, it's important you do this now because you, you need to free yourself from your father so that you can move on with, uh, you know, the growth in your life. And I know it's a tough thing to do, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm excited for you that you're going to do it. Yeah, thank you very much. You know, that, that means a lot, you know. <laughs> I've sure, been trying man. to call you for the past couple of days since this happened. <laughs> Kevin, is there anything else you want to say to the people at the computer before we go? Yeah. Um, if everybody can look in their closets, in their attics, in their mom's houses, for Guitar Hero guitars and dongles, please. Uh, they're having a very hard time trying to play some goddamn Guitar Hero. So if you guys could do me that favor, that'd be great. Yeah, if anyone can find this man a uh, an any guitar hero uh, or rock band uh, instruments, uh, please let us know so we can get into them. Yeah, so yeah, post them online, please, and and don't charge one hundred fifty bucks. All right, that's kind of ridiculous. I'm just trying to play rock band. I'm not trying to start a business. Thank you for calling, Kevin. Thank you. That's a tough situation having to stand up to your parents. Um. I'm glad that the people around when he said this is what everyone's been telling me. I'm glad the people around him have been telling him this true, and I and I think people know at this point. You know, it sucks to hear that his dad is is being a baby about it. Um, and that's fucking really hard, because because I think from a it's interesting from our perspective, from the outsider perspective, it, this feels like a this feels very easy. This feels like the 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 notion of okay, my father doesn't control me comes very easy when you're looking at it from an outside perspective. But I'm trying to I'm really thinking about it from Kevin's position where, you know, he's twenty one years old. So for twenty one years his brain has been fully conditioned that uh what his father says goes and now he, he you know it's not as easy for me as you know for me to say oh well your dad doesn't own you it's like great that's easy to say but the reality is is this guy's got to now be tasked with breaking 21 years of of conditioning in order to move forward which is tough i think he'll do it i don't know i never know if people are going to actually do any of these things but um i hope he does and uh, good luck to him BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com.